When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We're going to press connect. flesh and shake up and down. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. You know, um, I want to be a Viking um, for life, so, um, you know, but, you know, it's a business, so we'll figure that out when that time we get here, but, you know, I want to be a Viking for life, but, you know, at the same time, um, you know, when, when that situation comes up, then we'll, we'll handle it the proper way. I think our, our situation is the right one for him, and uh, we expect him to be back. I think he wants to be back, and so, you know, those kind of things usually work work its way out. Welcome in, Mackie and Judd with Rami, Score North. And the score or that, Rami off today. And boy, oh boy, the Vikings news just keeps coming down the pipeline. Everson Griffin tweeting out what, what we think is his goodbye to the yeah, Minnesota Vikings. I think I mean, you're very safe to say he is. You don't tweet this out or nope. Instagram this out if you're planning on staying with the Vikings. Let's he, just read this. Yeah, just, yeah, it's it's goodbye. All right, let me, uh, sorry, now i got to click on the link. And then we have a question, a great question that Matthew Collar posed on Purple Daily, two to four weekdays here on Score North. We also will do uh, our first pecking order in a while on this Friday fun day at 4.30, and we'll keep you posted on developing coronavirus-related news. Governor Tim Walls spoke today just a couple hours ago with some interesting updates, but Everson Griffin had this to say to Minnesota Vikings fans. While it was... Um, while it is with a very heavy heart that I say goodbye, I leave Minnesota in the best physical and mental shape I have ever been in and have many Pro Bowl seasons to come, Griffin said in the post. Wherever my next stop is, I will always be grateful to and cheering for the Vikings. Griffin, 32 years old, there was some thought, even though his contract, he had the ability to get out of his contract, there was some thought that, oh, he might come back. Mm-hmm. But now the list of players gone from this, at one point, vaunted defense that was perhaps the best in the NFL two years ago. Everson Griffin, gone. Linval Joseph, gone. Trey Wayne's gone. Mackenzie Alexander, gone. And perhaps Anthony Harris, who they franchise tagged on the way out via trade. Xavier Rhodes, too. Xavier Rhodes. Both your starting cornerbacks are gone. Gone. So, uh, A, just your reaction to the Everson Griffin uh, Instagram post, and then we'll get into this bigger picture question here in a second. Well, most of the guys that have left now in the past week, Joseph's release, Rhodes' release, uh, Griffin voided his contract in February and then announced basically he's gone today. Uh, Trey Wayne signing in uh, Cincinnati for what I deem to be a ridiculous deal. None of these things individually surprise me one bit. So no, so it's not like it's the totality of who is leaving 
It's the direction in which the Vikings appear to be going or not going that surprises me. So there's not one name that I'm shocked by. Now, Diggs is surprising in, in the sense that Stefan Diggs was actively a big part of this offense, but even his unhappiness was quite clear. Yeah. So I can't tell you that I am looking at the list of guys who are gone and saying, I cannot believe player X is gone. But then the conversation gets to be what we're about to pivot to, and that's where I think it takes a really interesting turn. All right, this is from Purple Daily today, and I think it's it, it, it's worth us diving into this. Here is a Kirk Cousins question for you in relation to Everson Griffin announcing that he is leaving the Minnesota Vikings, which just feels so weird. I mean, for the longest time, the guy has been a staple of this great defense, and since I got here, I mean, the first guy that you're sort of impressed by when you look at him, like, whoa, and then you watch him on tape is Everson Griffin when you think of this Vikings defense, and to have him gone, it feels like the heart taken out of this defense in some ways. If I told you before the offseason started, so go back to, like, end of Mahomes throws the touchdown, it's over, and uh, you know the Super Bowl ends, and then I tell you, yeah, a few months from now, you will have no defensive players outside of Daniil Hunter, Harrison Smith, maybe Anthony Harris, but probably not. And Eric Hendricks and Anthony Bard. That's it. That's your whole defense. And, oh, yeah, by the way, Stephon Diggs, <clears throat> yeah, he's traded for a draft yeah. pick. Um, at that point, would you, Myron, have said, you know what they should really do is sign Kirk Cousins to a contract extension? And I'm sorry if I've said this in a leading way, but the answer <laughs> seems obvious to me that you wouldn't. Would you have? If you if you knew this, if you knew all these guys were going to be gone and they didn't have cap space and they weren't looking to open up more cap space and you were going to trade Stefan Diggs to the Buffalo Bills, why lock Kirk Cousins up for $33 million a year? I have no clue. And here's the thing. Everything... Aside from Diggs, because I do think that we all thought possibly that can be smoothed out, right? Like, we all thought, he's not happy, but Mm -hmm. maybe you can smooth that out. But, Phil, the rest of these guys who are gone, we've all sort of talked about, and Griffin, God bless him, I was surprised he he was back in 2019, okay? So the rest of these guys, especially on defense, who were gone, were going to be gone, and we all, and I think we all agreed from day one that Kirk Cousins given the parameters of where this is going, should be allowed to play in the last year of his contract, and then you either re-sign him at that point or he leaves. So if you had come to me on last Thursday and said, this is all going to start to unfold, I would not have signed Kirk. And I know there was talk about it, and, and I know that they had started talking to his agent by then. But to me, none of this that's happened is a big surprise. And I think we all were in lockstep in agreeing that we would not have moved on Cousins' contract extension. So only, that's the only surprise, really, that they did that. And what they're doing, I still can't tell you. I still don't know. Yeah, I, I'm i on the record saying, listen, it's not, it's not to say that Kirk Cousins is a trash quarterback or that he's not a capable quarterback. In fact, last year he played like one of the seven or eight best quarterbacks in the NFL, and he deserves credit. He won a big game against Dallas in primetime, and... He won a playoff game on the road against the Saints. And it's like those things, along with his regular season numbers, he deserves credit for those things. Last year, in a lot of ways, was, was the best year of his career. But if you take the Kirk Cousins signing out of the equation and then you look at the rest of the Vikings offseason, it looks like they're going into reset mode. And I'm actually okay with that. I'm actually okay with the Vikings yeah. going into reset mode yes. if they feel like Boy, they had they had a Super Bowl window. They had a shot. 2017, they go 13 and three, and 
sometimes Super Bowl windows just kind of close, mm-hmm. and you got to do your best to identify that as early as you can because the Vikings have had a couple times where they didn't identify that. The Twins have had some times where they didn't identify that, and the rebuild becomes much tougher because now you can't like trading Stefan Diggs to get a first round pick and assets is actually a smart way to go about sort of a reset transition period, right? They got a lot back for him. I agree with you. So if you're going to go, I can't get, I can't get this thought out of my head. If you're going to go into a reset transition period, if you've acknowledged, yep, there's just really no way that our Super Bowl window is open anymore. It doesn't mean we're going to be garbage. It doesn't mean we're going to be four and 12 or Cleveland Browns like, but we just have to take a bit of a step back because with all these older players and contracts, we can't win a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. It's also the perfect time to look at a cheaper, potentially higher upside quarterback for me. And I can't tell if the Vikings view Kirk Cousins as this fringe top five guy, and therefore that's how much money he should make, and that's how that's how important his status should be in the offseason blueprint. But like to me, everything except for Kirk Cousins screams, oh yeah, go get Jalen Hurts, man. Like go right. go put put together some assets and trade up in the first round or go get your franchise quarterback for the future. But I don't think it makes sense to do that either because you're going to guarantee $61 million to Kirk Cousins the next two Let's years. Let's remove the names, though, okay? Because I, I think we get too, not just us, but I think fans, media, we all get too stuck on names. You know, Kirk Cousins, Griffin's gone, blah, blah, blah. Let's remove the names and talk about the philosophical nature of what they're doing here because I think that's the key to me. And so if we forget that we either really liked these guys or perhaps we don't like them but let's let's take out the passion of the people and go with the philosophical nature of how you're doing this thing i would say on the plus side of, of things i think the vikings have acquired a lot of good assets a lot of draft picks 12 draft picks if it's done right or 13 or more is a really good thing if it's done right but if it is it can be helpful but the philosophy of how you're going about your business right now to me makes no sense so you've taken this quarterback who, on in the right situation, might absolutely be fine. In fact, he probably is. But you're trying to do this rebuild of some sort around him, which doesn't help him. He's not a young man. And you're also rooting your offensive philosophy in a system that right now, because it's run, doesn't really make a ton of sense. So if we just strip out all of the names, if we forget the names are Cook and Cousins and Griffin and Diggs and Rhodes and Waynes, and we just go with, here's how we're doing things. This is our business model of football. That's where I get lost, because I really like the assets. I like the draft picks, but I don't understand how they're going about this. And furthermore, as far as the actual games go, I also don't get necessarily how they're going to go about the execution of what they think is going to work, which I think is stuck in a time from the past. Yeah, like in terms of putting value in running back yes. and and everything that Gary Kubiak represents. But, you know, right now you've got this quarterback who, given the right parameters, can be fine. But you've got this this offensive line that looks like pretty much a mess. Mm-hmm. You traded a top receiver in 2020, which are pretty much gold. To focus on a running back, which we all know scare all of us. Yeah, I I, I almost think, and I don't blame them because it's like it's a big decision to have to to have to go down this path. But I think the Vikings, starting with the Will family, obviously Rick Spielman, Mike Zimmer, at this point in their careers, I think they are so paralyzed by the fear of maybe being really bad. So they think, all right, I'm trying to put myself in their shoes as they plan for this off season. They think, all right, we don't have any cap room. We can clear a little bit. 
They got a bunch of aging players on defense and Linval and Everson Griffin and Trey Waynes is going to get paid somewhere else. We're just going to have a bunch of holes on defense. Mm-hmm. We can't. There's there's too many holes relative to the amount of cap space. And I know we have a lot of draft picks over here, but you know how how many are you really going to hit on in year one? So it's almost like they've said, all right, we need to do some massive reconfiguring and reconstruction of the rest of the roster. Let's, let's put quarterback over here on this table and the rest of the roster over here on this table. we got to do a bunch of reconfiguring over here. And Stefan Diggs doesn't want to play here anymore, so we got to trade him too. And so there's just going to be a ton of changes, and we acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. And then the conversation turns toward, and I'm talking like a month or two ago. Okay, well, if that's the case with the roster, if the roster is full of aging players and expensive players and no cap space, and you got it, you've just got to retool it, and you've got to lean on the draft, and you've got to, and you just have to go into a reset mode. My my answer on Kirk Cousins would be, and that means we're going to go into the last year of Kirk Cousins' contract. Right. Everyone knows what it is. It's a reset year, and doesn't mean that he has to be gone after. But like we're all going to go into the last year of his contract, so that all of us have our options open here. Right. It just seems weird to acknowledge. Yep, we're going to kind of not blow up, but like pretty close to blow up a lot of the key parts of this roster, and the offensive line is kind of in shambles, and we're going to lock up. This guy with a history of not being clutch, and this guy who makes thirty three million dollars to a to essentially three more years. I don't I don't really understand to free up cap space. And then my my question. So when you say okay, the Cousins extension, which is for two years, is going to free up ten million dollars of cap space. My answer back is, well, that's great. What are you going to do with it? Like, are you going to because now they're back down to seven mil? I think, which is nothing, and the. Other factor here, Phil, that I find to be so so interesting, and I don't know if they have the answer. Perhaps they do, but we don't know it is. Who's in charge here? If Zim and Spielman are going into the last year of their contracts, are they dead men walking in some ways from a football standpoint? And they're going to be allowed to do these things, but then it's going to be turned over to a new GM? There's just so many. This The one thing that I'll give the Wilfs, credit for is since they bought this franchise 2005 was dicey but that was their first year and Tice was here and the whole thing was dysfunctional and that franchise had been a successful gong show if that makes sense for a few years up to Mm -hmm. that point so 2005 was dicey but I really thought as much as Childress made some missteps I felt there became sort of a stability of they know they know what they want they might not be achieving it perfectly but I can sort of see it right like mm-hmm. I can sort of see what they're trying to do here and it's not always perfect and yes there are still some missteps here and there but I sort of get it and they're trying to bring stability and then it seemed once Mike got the job they did bring stability like there has been this is, has not been a Super Bowl team but it's been a pretty stable franchise and the gong show element to me with Zim and Spielman has sort of died down by a lot. And this is the first time now since then that we're back to a point of I have no clue. It's all very so, weird and and the questions are numerous and the answers don't seem to be coming. See, stability is an interesting word in this conversation because I think a lot of people view cuz all, all of this goes back to Kirk Cousins cuz he is the most influential player on the roster in terms of just being a quarterback. He's the most expensive player on the roster. And you use the word stability, and I think a lot of people apply the word stability to making sure that you have a known commodity at quarterback locked up for X amount of years. And when the Vikings went and signed Kirk Cousins a couple years ago to the to the ironclad three-year deal, it represented stability at a position that has lacked stability for the Vikings for the better part of my life, going back to basically the early 1990s. 
or the late 1980s. Mm-hmm. They had a little stability with Dante Culpepper, and they had like five minutes of what they thought was stability in Teddy Bridgewater until he blew his knee out. Otherwise, it's been mostly unknown and year-to-year and chaos at quarterback. And through all of this, over the past 30 years watching Vikings football and watching Kirk Cousins these past few years, I am less interested in stability and more interested in peak upside potential at that position. I would argue the Vikings have been better off with their approach the last 30 years over multiple regimes and ownerships. Like, think about how many, and I know they haven't won a Super Bowl, so am I saying that I would rather piecemeal it for 30 years than have Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers? No, like, give me the Hall of Fame quarterback for 15 years. Of course, if you can get stability and a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback, that is good. Mm -hmm. That's what Peyton Manning represented for the Colts. That's what Tom Brady represented for the Patriots. But if you aren't getting top-end talent or at least some kind of wild discount at that position... I don't care about the stability. It doesn't and matter. I'm to talking me. about more so just the off the field stuff. They cleaned a lot of that that up. They went from practicing on a field where a defensive back once got hurt because he ran into the woods and fell. Basically, <laughs> I'm talking about the, just a gong show. That's they, amazing. Man. The red years, the the McCombs years had some great teams, but there was a lot of gong show to it. Yeah, and these guys, these guys. Not necessarily consistently a quarterback, but provided stability as far as I'm talking about just a professional working team where you're ordinarily seeing what they're trying to do. And it might make you mad, but you sort of get it. Mm -hmm. This is as confused as I've been in a long time because I can't identify a direction here. And I don't even know who is going to ultimately, starting after 2020, going to run this thing. And 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 to, to pull your point together with this Kirk Cousins part of the discussion... What you're asking for now, unless you think with nailing some defensive players in the first and second rounds of this draft, which they've done before, maybe those guys come in and make a, a, a great impact right away, uh, unless you have some sort of card up your sleeve in free agency, there's no way this is a top-notch defense anymore. There's just, like, it's not, the they've got some top-notch guys at every level, which is good. Eric Kendricks, Harrison Smith, we'll see what happens with Anthony Harris. I mean, Daniel Hunter is the best pass rusher in the league, so they, they're not going to be a train wreck defensively. Right. But there's almost no way they're going to be like a top five defense. They might not even be a top 10 defense if you just look at some of the other defenses around the NFL. I'm not saying they're going to be 28th like the Packers usually have been over the past 15 years, but if you're not going to be a dominant defense, right? And you've taken Stefan Diggs away from this offense, you yeah. are now asking Kirk Cousins to do something that he's never really been able to do in his career, which is, hey, dude. We need you to elevate this stuff. We need you to take... I mean, Aaron Rodgers, for years, mm-hmm. had bottom 10 defenses and really no... Like, guys that he made into household names at wide receiver because he could, and they could lean on him that way. And Delvin is, Cook, it too. Is, it's a mistake to lean on Kirk that way. But you're, you're taking two guys and saying, do it for us. Offensively. Cousins and Cook. And, and Diggs is gone now. And so everyone's going to come up and say, let's stop... Dalvin and Thielen might get hurt. We don't know. But you know what? Adam Thielen without Diggs there is not the same guy. So offensively, the ask to me is enormous. And again, it goes back to why would you tie Kirk Cousins up for that long? And I think the answer is to get the salary cap space. And I'm sorry, I fundamentally disagree with that. So the question we're posing here, and and hat tip to Matthew Collar and Myron Medcalf on Purple Daily for for throwing this out. It's, it's It's a viable question. 
if you had known all along that the Vikings were going to lose Stefan Diggs to the Bills via trade, and yes, we all agree it's in terms of draft capital, it's a good trade. Linval Joseph gone. Xavier Rhodes cooked. Uh, Trey Wayne's gone. Mackenzie Alexander gone. Everson Griffin gone. Gone, 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 gone. Everyone's gone yeah. Anthony Harris might be gone. Like, would you still have signed well, Kirk to that contract? And second part then, too, because th- this is the next step. Are you going to sign Dalvin Cook to a big extension? Yeah. Because that's coming next, and I think they're going to do it. And again, I would not do that. 651-646-8255. Larry in Woodbury. You're on Score North, Larry. What's up, man? Good to hear from you. How are we, how are we doing, fellas? Hanging in there, Larry. We're doing it. Hope We're you're doing good. it. All right. I'm a little miffed, just like you guys are. But in thinking about the quarterback position and the way the offense is set up at this point for next season, given the past season, you had, and let's be honest, I'm not a Cousins guy, but let's be honest, he had a decent season last year. He did. He was very good. Now, when are the Vikings ever, like last year they had fantastic talented players at these skill positions. They had two of the best wide receivers in the league, given there were some injury issues there. Dalvin Cook was one of the best running backs in the league. Uh, Rudolph and Irv, two of the best tight end duos in the league. And now, Diggs is gone, so they've clearly downgraded a wide receiver. The O-line is going to be the same duct tape and bubblegum operation it has been the last several years. So where are they going to? Where is the uptick going to come from the offense that is going to have to carry the team? You know, as you guys have pointed out. You know, Larry, Larry, we got to run here, but you've given us a great idea for a new Viking segment. It's going to be called Rhetorical Vikings Questions with Mackie, Judd, and Rami, where we just ask <laughs> well, rhetorical questions. Larry, thank you. Be safe. Uh, we will get into some of the latest coronavirus updates as it pertains to Minnesota. But, I mean, every every question Larry just asked is a valid question. I don't know if there are answers to some of those questions. We're asking right? the same questions. That's <laughs> yeah. the problem here. And nobody can definitively say, you know what, no, here's the thought process. That's the problem. Yeah. So, listen, we'd love to hear from you. Our phone lines are going to be open the rest of the hour here on Mackie and Joe with Rami. Rami out today. 651-646-8255 if you want to chime in here. And later on in the show, too, we will also hear from Kevin Doran, 5 Eyewitness News in the 5 o'clock hour. Just to help summarize, Governor Tim Walls spoke at length today about where the state of Minnesota is at with coronavirus. A couple interesting updates that I think are going to be beneficial to the Mackie and Jeb with Rami show and listeners. A couple, uh, couple little things involving... I, I know one of them. Curbside. I, I know one of them. Yeah, it could also yeah. be very dangerous. I don't. Yeah, I saw that tweeted out. I thought to myself, I'm thinking I'm going to go pick up some food tonight. Uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> but uh, we also want to use this platform too to help spread the word about important messages. And so uh, we welcome in our friend here from the American uh, Red Cross. And Sue, I'm going to if I'm going to if I'm going to butcher your last name, I apologize. But uh, Sue Thasenga joins the show. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me this afternoon, and you were very close. It's Thysinga. Awesome, awesome. Well, we understand that the American Red Cross does have a blood shortage right now, and we're wondering if you can tell us and our audience what can they do if they want to help. Well, that's right. The Red Cross does have a severe blood shortage right now because we've had so many blood drives canceled this week. Um, So we really need healthy individuals to schedule an appointment to donate blood. So to what degree are people, because there's so many messages out there right now, to what degree are people responding 
to the call for blood donations? How I mean, is is that a priority in people's minds right now? You know what? It's a great way for people to help out. Everyone's looking for something that they can do, and we're all homebound right now. Um, but giving blood is essential to healthcare continuing for patients who need it. So it's something that people can do. It costs them nothing to do it, just about an hour out of their day. And people are responding. It's been a great response. We've seen people who haven't donated for a long time. We've seen people who have never donated before. So we really are uh, very thrilled with the outcome of this call for help. But we need to continue it, and we need people to make an appointment. Uh, Walk-ins are getting frustrated at blood drives because people are just showing up. So the, the call to action is schedule a blood donation appointment now for next week or the coming weeks, even the coming months. This problem is not going to go away. I think people are probably going to, the, the, the next question would be, listen, I'd love to donate blood, but public officials are telling everyone to stay home. Um, how can I donate blood and also potentially not risk myself or other people uh, when it comes to coronavirus? What's, what's the guidance there? Well, that's right. But health care and providing blood is essential for patients who need it. So just like grocery stores staying open and gas stations and pharmacies, blood drives are staying open. So we've put some safety precautions in place right now. So, for instance, uh, when you arrive at a blood drive, you're going to have your temperature taken before you even enter the blood drive. And that's because we want to make sure that people are fever-free and free of symptoms of cold and flu. We want to make sure that you are healthy the day that you donate. Our number one priority is a safe blood supply. So we're putting these precautions in place, not only for the donors, but for the people who are visiting and our staff. We want to make sure everybody is healthy. We're using extra hand sanitizer throughout the entire process. Our staff are wearing gloves, and we're practicing social distancing as well. We're making sure that our beds are far enough apart, and we're staggering appointments so people aren't all arriving at these blood drives all at the same time. Well, listen, if, if you're out there, if you're a Mackie and Jeb with Rami listener, and uh, if you're healthy and you're feeling well, please make an appointment to donate as soon as possible by calling the Red Cross Blood, uh, you can either, you can, you can use the Red Cross Blood Donor app, I should say, or visit redcrossblood.org. The number two is 1-800-RED-CROSS. Sue, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me on and getting this important message out about how we can all help. Yep. All right. Take care, Sue. Uh, so yeah, we'll, we will throughout the rest of the hour, um, and, and throughout the rest of the show, just keep people posted on the need to know, but we also understand you're coming to us because you want a reprieve and you want to be entertained and you want to recklessly speculate about Vikings free You're upset about the well. Vikings is basically what this comes down to, and I have no problem so, with that. So we're walking, we're walking that line and finding that balance. We'll get to our friend Bob in Pennsylvania and some other callers. Two open phone lines right now, 651-646-8255. The question on the table right now here is, if you knew the Vikings were going to lose all of these players, including Stefan Diggs and Everson Griffin, just said goodbye on Instagram today. Would you have still signed Kirk Cousins to what amounts to be top five quarterback money and two more guaranteed years or two guaranteed years and possibly a third. We'll come back and talk about that from the TCL studios. TCL is America's fastest growing TV brand. And we're all spending a lot more time at home these days. A lot more time at home during the day, at night, this weekend. Got weekend plans? Yep. Going to sit at home. Got plans on uh, Sunday for brunch? 
Yep, going to sit at home. And if you're sitting at home, TCL is the best TV for all kinds of streaming options, entertainment options. 5,000 streaming channels with the built-in Roku device and 500,000 movies and TV show episodes. So you're no matter how long you are staying home, whether you're self-quarantining or whether at some point we're all just forced to be home because that's what's safe for our state and our country, TCL is the TV that definitely makes those entertainment options come to life. Uh, BestBuy.com is a great place to snoop around and check out TCL TVs and find out why everybody is raving about them. And uh, remember, we're always hanging out here at Score North in the TCL studios. Let's also talk about Luther Brookdale Toyota on the corner of 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard, a place my family and I have been going to for 30-plus years. So uh, they are very much aware of everything that's happening in our country and in the state. And through these challenging times, Luther Brookdale Toyota is taking all precautions necessary to keep vehicles, facilities, and workspaces as clean as possible. They're also expanding customer options, including scheduling remote test drives, where they will bring a vehicle to you. Dedicated service drop-offs and pickups and electronic checkout for service. If you need service on your vehicle, they will help you safely. If you'd like to still shop for a new vehicle, they are open for business. They will customize the process to fit what you are most comfortable with. In fact, if you're like Judd, you don't really want to be around people anyways. It's probably better that way. Yeah. Just stop in and uh, customize it to really have no human interaction. You can complete your transaction wherever you feel the most comfortable. At home, at work. Or at the dealership. This is just another reason why I have been taking my business to Luther Brookdale Toyota for about 16 years or so. 17 years. 694 in Brooklyn Boulevard and LutherBrookdaleToyota.com. Jonathan here with the Score North download. If you're set to spend more time at home than you are in your car over the next several days, you can still listen to Score North through three different ways. The free Score North app on your phone or tablet, scorenorth.com, or just by saying, Alexa, open Score North over at scorenorth.com and on the Score North mobile app that's completely free at all times. Uh, Matthew Collar and Judd Zolgad have you covered on Minnesota Vikings free agency moves or moves related to the Vikings, including Everson Griffin saying goodbye to the to Minnesota on his Instagram account. Andrew Sandejo reportedly agreeing to a deal with Cleveland. Also, Matthew Collar has a list of 30 affordable remaining free agents who fit the Vikings' needs. Again, that's all over at scorenorth.com, completely free as well as the Scorenorth mobile app. That's been your Scorenorth download. Now back to Mackie and Jonathan Rami. Thank you, Jonathan. By the way, on Scorenorth Twitter right now, I see uh, we, we just posted, I'll just read it here, because a bunch of pictures are coming. And working from home can be hard, but pet assistance can make it so much better. And it's just a picture. I think this is Ross's cat right here. Seth must have posted oh, this. i got to go down to the shop. So uh, I, oh, res- yeah. I responded earlier and said, yep, I am also a cat dad. And it's a picture of me and uh, me and Tommy. So, Dre, if you're at home and your pets are wondering, why the hell is this person home for 10 extra hours? Yeah. Send us a photo of you and your pet to at Score North. I think Stella's tired. Tired of you guys? Of us, yeah. I think she thought it was cool for like three days. And now she's like, no, it's get, just annoying. get out of here. I, I no longer own the couch. You're taking up too much of the couch. You're watching your own TV shows. She's got her own routine. Stella's not happy. Yeah, Tommy gets a little nervous. Tommy the cat. Plus, I, I firmly believe that animals can sense when something's off. They can. So they're like, what? This doesn't make sense. What? What's going on here? Yeah, but then it'll just become normal after like two or three weeks, and then they're then they're gonna then they're yeah. gonna get nervous when we're gone again. Yeah, well, who knows the, when that's gonna happen? They'll get used to it. Stella will like it. All right, let's get back to the question of the hour here. Mackie and Jeb with Rami. Rami off today. 651 646 8255. 
if you had known going into free agency and going into the week that the Vikings were going to trade Stefan Diggs for draft picks, they were going to lose Everson Griffin, Linville Joseph, Trey Waynes, Mackenzie Alexander, and possibly Anthony Harris, and Xavier Rhodes has become a shell of himself, all of those things. Would you have still signed Kirk Cousins to a big money contract? Because Judd and I are just sitting here wondering, let's, uh, what are they doing? 651 646 8255. Bob in Pennsylvania. Bob, you staying safe, man? All the time. And uh, as far as, uh, since we're on that topic, that public awareness, that last segment on public public awareness was excellent. And, you know, I think a, a lot more radio stations need to do what you just did right now. Who would who would think to go out and give blood in a, a crisis like this? And, you know, the... The medical, the medical facilities are in short supply of everything, but, you know, you don't think about the blood supply. I mean, other people need it. So great job on that. Now, getting back to the Cousins situation and, you know, losing a lot of older players, and that's one of my points. I think it's a great thing that we are void of all the older players, and it's going to give us an opportunity to re- to restock the entire team. And here's what you do. I can't answer your question about would I assign Cousins that I know all these guys are going to go. I just got to base it on the facts right now. And the facts are we've signed Cousins for three years. So here's what they should do. You have two first-round picks and a second pick. Take those picks plus your other picks, upgrade a first-round pick and get a top offensive lineman, and then with your next two picks, you're going to have at least a t- another high second round or maybe retain that first round and, and get a cornerback and another lineman. And I'll tell you, let me talk about the Reckless speculation. Yeah, yeah, Bob, no, inject no, this into is. our veins, Keep going, Bob. Bob. Inject this Keep into going. our veins. Who's the quarterback of the future, Bob? Yes. My point is this. Elfline, his first year he started, he was good until he got hurt. O'Neal, his first year, he started. Everybody said he was a, a project, but the guy, all he did was stuck like flypaper to his blockers. Not the top rushers, but most guys. And he got better his second year. Why can't they replicate that this year? I think they can. It's a trend in the NFL. Hey, look what, look what the Patriots did. They get rid of older players, they just restock. Why can't we do that with cornerbacks and offensive Bob, but here, Bob, Bob, Bob I was now. with you. I was with you. Reckless speculation. I was with you Love the every step of the way. Love every the step of the way until, until, you until you said Patriots. <laughs> and the, and the, the, obviously the Patriots are different because they can put together, they can sort of hodgepodge some things here and there. And Bill Belichick's a genius, but they have Tom Brady as their quarterback. I know, I know. But the, point, the fact is, is that they got rid of older players and they... They just got younger players in positions where they needed them. Yeah, and, and they, that matters. That is So that they didn't have to pay the rest of the team and they could keep their top players, namely Brady. You know, and we have a player that has basically bankrupt our, you know, our surplus, and we got to live with it. Well, Bob. The point is, Bob, why can't we get... A I think. Hey, Bob. I think you're coming. Bob. Hey. Bob. I, I Bob, 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 Bob. A couple good Bob, guys from college play instead of Rashad Hill. Hey, Bob. Yeah. Okay. 
I think you said what I think you said something though that I think they might do and makes perfect sense. I think the surplus of draft picks is going to bring them a higher first round pick, and that's going to be a very um, encouraging starting point. I like that one a lot, and I think you're right about that. Now another thing. Here's another point. If you get if you get two offensive linemen that can start, regardless of where it is, usually they're healthy because they're younger. You know, if you sign that guy from the Redskins, you know he's a seven he's a seven year uh, All Pro. You know what's going to happen when he comes? We'll sign him for ten thousand or you know for ten million, and then he's going to uh, you know tear his ACL. That's what happens to the Vikings. You know, let's get some young guys in and restock. You know, restock the shelves. Protect Cousins and win a Super Bowl. That's what I say. Bob, before we say bye to you, hey, we love yeah. when you call. You're one of our favorite callers here and on Ventline, and so we appreciate you. Uh, hey, we're all basically living a life of quarantine these days. What's the most exciting thing you're planning on doing this weekend? This weekend? All right. Well, I've already done it. I played golf today with my friends, shot a 94, beat my friend, and uh, it was a beautiful day, 70 degrees. It doesn't look like I'm, I'm going to want I, – I've got a, a, a tea time set for Sunday with my uh, friends at 4 o'clock, but we played in Jersey today because Pennsylvania just shut everything down. Every non, everything non-essential was shut down as of yesterday. And then uh, the governor of New Jersey, we played in New Jersey today, he sh- shut down everything about like five hours ago. So we're not going to be able to play because the course is in New Jersey on Sunday. So, you know, hey. To be honest with you, I don't know. I think I'm just going to hang out with my wife, and we're just going to kind of like ride out the storm. That's all. Maybe you can watch some cases. I'm going to get blood can, too, by the way. Very nice. I'm going to get you. blood. You know that was awesome, you guys. And Do more of that. I give, love it. Give blood and go back and watch some Case Keenum highlights from 2017. <laughs> yeah. You know what, Bob? Hey, sit down. Thanks, sit down guys. with your wife and recklessly speculate about Vikings trade scenarios. That's what you need to do. You need to say, honey, here's what they need to do. Take 22, take 22 and their second round pick and flip it to somebody for, let's say, pick 10. I'd get about 30 seconds into that speculation and my wife would literally just like jump into the nearest crowded area. Oh, Don wouldn't listen to me either, but I'm just, I'm, I'm saying the ideal weekend for Bob might be reckless speculation. All right, let's uh, let's keep going on this here. We've got uh, we've got Ray on the line. Ray, we're talking about the Vikings blueprint, and we're trying to figure out: Would you have signed Kirk Cousins to that contract if you knew that all these players were going to be gone? So, hey guys, how's it going? So, man, good. Uh, so, my one question is, uh, and this is mostly because I don't know the full details, but does the new contract void the no trade clause? The, I believe the last two years of the contract, which would be 21 and 22, do not uh, have the provision of a no trade. Yes. Okay, well, I if it did, this would have been a genius move, I think, because then we could have traded and maybe, you know, bundled a whole bunch of draft picks up and gotten Tua. But if that's the case, I don't know. Um, it, it would have been a good trade. I mean, it would have been a good contract if, if that was part of the deal. Um, so... That blows that blows away my reckless reckless speculation idea. That's okay. <laughs> shoot, gotta shoot. Yeah, exactly right. Reckless speculation. It's not if you're right; it's how reckless you are. That's a t-shirt. I think that's a t-shirt. All right, let's go to. <laughs> I like the call, Chris. You're on Score North, Mackie and Judd with Rami. Hey guys, first thing I want to thank you guys for guiding us through this time. Uh, it's it's been a nice distraction. I put you guys on every day, and it's awesome. a nice take away from the, the the way things are. But let me start with a softball question for you guys. 
What do you think they, the Vikings think derailed, you know, 2016 to 2019? What happened in that span that really kind of threw their window into a wrench? You know, a wrench through the window, I should say. Well, like, I think 2017 into 18 when they signed Cousins, they thought they were, were in good shape. And then obviously 18 was supposed to be sort of the year and it fell apart. I don't know if there was one thing, though, because in their mind, the 13-3 and 2017 that went to the conference title game, I think in their mind they thought to themselves, if we just had the quarterback, our defense is so good. But I think what threw the ultimate wrench in to a certain, to a large degree, you guys, is age did and, and atrophy did and the fact that they didn't match and couldn't match 2017 up to the right quarterback, which probably in Mike's yeah. mind was probably Teddy. Yeah, the NFL, it's it's so hard if you if you don't have one of those top three or five guys at quarterback, Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, it just becomes really, really, really hard to do it for more than like a three or four year window. Uh, that's, I mean, that's the simple answer. See, and that's what I agree with. And I went, I should go back a couple years further for when Teddy's knee actually gave out and Bradford came for, you know, six games and then he got hurt. The quarterback. So I think sure. what they're doing, I think what they're doing is they're hedging their bets. I think you got to take 2020 out of the equation, which is kind of amazing. I think Rick and Zimmer are acting like they're going to have jobs past 2020, which is commendable, you know, because from what I hear from um, you guys is they don't have anything, you know, no whispers about extensions yet, but they're operating like they are. And they're hedging their bets with quarterback. That's why I would have signed Cousins to the extension they did. Because when they retool this draft, uh, they've obviously identified positions they're going to fill through the draft. And you can't do everything, though. And I think that's where the Pierce signing came in. They filled those tackles for the next three years. They don't have to worry about that. Now they can focus on cornerbacks, uh, wide receivers, offensive line. I think they're expecting to hit another window in 2021 and 2022, and they don't want to have to find a quarterback. I think they're going to draft one still. I, you know, if a guy like Nick Easton, or uh, yeah, Easton, I should say, um, I forgot his first name, but Easton, if he falls to like the bottom of round two or say the beginning of round three, and you could trade up for a guy like that, you bench him for 2020, uh, best case scenario, he works out, and you think you've got a real good guy you can ship Cousins off now with that contract. You can, uh, with that no trade, you know, I forget who said it on the air earlier, but Nick Foles got traded. You can find a partner for Cousins. Say that's best case scenario. You clear out 45000 or $45 million of cap space in 2021 or 2022, whatever year that was. You can really hit gold there with all the money you have. Or, you know, it doesn't work out. Say um, you draft a quarterback and he just doesn't look like he's going to be good. You're not stuck in that window like they were before where you have to uh, trade for Sam Bradford or rely on Case Keenum coming in. They don't want to be there again. They've got these guys like Daniil Hunter. Um, They're young. They want to do something with them yet, and I think that's why you've seen what they've been doing. Chris, this is a great call, man. Thank you. Thank you for listening, and be safe, all right? Hey, thank you guys very much. All right, that's that's Chris. So there's a lot to unpack there. That was a really smart call. Let's go with the first notion that – the Vikings are retooling this thing for 2021 and 2022 with all the draft picks and all the players that have left. Mm-hmm. And, and and if they're right, if they can nail some of these young players mm-hmm. and if they can crescendo back up 
And again, like I'm not presuming they're going to be a disaster in 2020, but it doesn't look like they're like, they're they're not going to be able to compete on the level of like the 49. It, just with their roster right now, it right? seemed like an eight or nine win team to be honest. Yep, yep, which is okay. But if he's right, if Chris the caller is right that they're retooling for 21, 2021, 2022, and they just want to make sure they have a known commodity at quarterback in Kirk Cousins, then you're kind of back to where you've been the last two years, which is cool. You put together a really good roster again. Is Kirk the guy you trust to put this thing over the top for a Super Bowl? Absolutely. And for me, I, the answer has just mostly been no. And again, it's not to say that he's garbage or that he's worthless but or he's any too, of these things. But he's too expensive. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess to Chris's point, my question back would be why then if this is your tact, which the path he went down makes sense, except for Cousins. Because at that price, my question comes back to the why. Why are you doing that? Now, if Kirk came back and said, I love it here, and I will help you out every chance I get, and I'm going to sign a non-guaranteed, it's going to be a much cheaper contract, and I'd like a two-year extension, I would have said, absolutely. Because I don't want confusion to exist here that we think he's a bad quarterback. He's not a bad QB, and statistically, he's a very good one. But if the whole process is we're going to draft a quarterback and develop him behind Kirk, Kirk doesn't justify the payday he's getting, and he especially doesn't justify it given where this team is going right now. And if you just did this to jettison him, the question becomes why then pay so much to him? Mm -hmm. So that's the unanswerable part of my sense here, Phil, and I don't know if you would agree with this or not. Part of my sense is this team – and. Kubiak would be the difference and the potential saving grace here is that there is a paranoia here that this team doesn't doesn't feel of all the things it can identify, which is defense. They've done a really nice job, and perhaps they're going to have a great draft defensively. You know what? For the first-round picks that didn't work out at receiver, Diggs and Thielen for fines turned out to be great players. This team can find players, but the one thing that we have not seen for a long time is this team find a quarterback. And it's almost like they said... Well, we got Kirk. Kirk's not bad again, so let's just now keep him. And I would say, whoa, 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 at that price, don't do it. But I think that there is a level of paranoia and concern yeah. because, because to your point, if you've got a bad one, it's really bad. Yeah, Kirk gives you peace of mind because he's not a disaster. He's not. I mean, he, he has been a disaster in it's key a, moments it's at times. But it, it's a comfortable marriage. You have a better quarterback situation than half the NFL. Like, mm-hmm. you just do. It's... I, I don't think it's a great quarterback situation because I think it handcuffs you and sort of puts a glass ceiling on how good you can be unless you are perfect at roster building. The second point that Chris made, which or is more of a question, the first question he threw at us, you know, what was the, if this was the end of the Super Bowl window and they really are going into kind of a reset mode, you know, what was the wrench that got thrown into this window of 2016 through 2019? And really, like you brought up age and that's, that's the wrench that has, sort of brought them to this reset point. But the real wrench that prevented them from winning a Super Bowl is the same wrench that was thrown into it in 2009 and the same wrench that was thrown into it in 1998. They choked in the most important game. Sometimes your Super Bowl window opens or your your championship window opens in another sport, and it's right there for the taking. 1998, you had the best offense in the NFL. Yep. You choked. 2009, you had Brett Favre, you had the ball, you had in their territory, you had the best offense, the best team, you choked. And in 2017, you had the best defense in the NFL, I don't th- and you choked in game planning. I don't, okay, you did partially, but you also flat out, and, and Zim was prophetic here, 
you didn't have the right quarterback or close. In 2009, you definitely did. In 98, Cunningham Cunningham certainly did not play great and became, in the second half of the Falcons game, he melted down, in my opinion. But, yes, defensively in 2017 in the conference title game, you definitely didn't game plan well and choked. But, you know, ultimately we all looked at Case and said... Can you really keep doing this? Sure. So let me so let me let me take the word choke off the table and say you're never going to have the perfect team. Even the Patriots right. in 2007 had the perfect but your team point and they about, lost. But your point about QB play is dead on, which is those guys are hard to find and how many how many quarterbacks do you put out in the most important games and say to yourself, "I feel great about this." Five, five every year. Brady in his prime, maybe not at 43, but certainly for a long time. Russell Wilson for sure. Go down this list. Pat you're, Mahomes. Yeah, you're right. It's about five. Because it's you might even say Lamar Jackson. No. No, I wouldn't feel that way until I see it. Yeah. Absolutely. There's five at any given time. Yep. And this is where we're, I think we're in lockstep. If you don't have one of those five, don't feel like you have to get married. It doesn't it, it doesn't mean you have to just like flush guys away. It just means don't feel like you have to get married for top dollar. I think we we draw the line. As a as a as an NFL society, for everyone from the front office people to the fans, like we draw the line at: Are you a starting quarterback? And right. if that's the case, then you get paid. Right. That's not what the line should be. The line should be: Are you a needle moving guy that can elevate skill position players? Can you take a bottom half of the league defense and and say, guys, it's all good. We're still going to win twelve games this year, even if you're not that good. Like I'm, I'm good enough to elevate all of these things. Offensive line, you know what? I'm just going to be better at helping you guys read what the defense is doing, and I'm going to get the ball out, and I'm going to call different audibles and things. Like, if you don't have a guy, or even mobility now, if you don't have a guy that can escape pressure and run away from a Nick Bosa, right? I mean, if you don't have that, or to find me, Stephon Diggs downfield, right? And it, it might be a really tough throw, but you've got to make it. If you don't have a guy like that, why are you paying thirty-three million dollars, top five money? To clog up your cap like that. That's what I keep but going espe- back to. But especially now. I still get, I will always say this, Kirk, uh, Kirk Cousins hasn't proven to be the quarterback that we probably thought he would on the day he got here, starting with the 2018 season. But I applaud that move because I feel that they, sh- they, they tried to shoot the shot. And it was a definite Agreed. improvement on case. Yep. And I will never now go back and say, well, that was a stupid contract. No, it was fine. Because, because you were in desperate need of that quarterback. They rarely hit the market. Kirk Cousins did. You took your chance, okay? Yeah. But we have now, two years into that contract, seen enough. Now, certainly, as guys um, exit Egan left and right to say, now it's not the time to do that again. Mm-hmm. Right? On both sides, too. Because Kirk Cousins, if you to sign Kirk Cousins to the extension that they did on Monday, he has to probably be in that top five. His name probably has to be Mahomes, Wilson, Rogers in his prime, Brady his prime. I agree. It's, that's probably got to be his last name. And I'm sorry, but that's a very exclusive list of supermodel quarterbacks that he just is not a member of. We need to push for some. We, you know, we sit here and we talk about politically and economically in our country. We need to. We need to figure out a way so that uh, you know the the one percenters can give a little bit more money to the ninety nine percenters. Like we need that same discussion to happen in the NFL with quarterbacks. Okay, there should be a one percenter list of quarterbacks. So it's basically flip flopped. 
If you're one of the in, in, in the one percent would be more like what's five divided by thirty two that whatever that is right like the the fifteen percent the fifteen percenters I get your point. if you're one of the fifteen percenters great you make thirty five million dollars or yep. thereabouts yep if you're not you don't get to make thirty three million like sorry but it's it's a supply and demand game it is. There's twenty guys in. There's right, twenty but, guys that are competent, and there's thirty two teams in demand. And but explain explain to me now why when you pretty much knew that you couldn't afford to keep the majority of your team, which is aging, so it doesn't even bother me. Explain to me why you then jump back in the pool with the guy in the court. If we know what Kirk Cousins is, they do. Like this is not Rick Spielman saying, "Man, maybe." Phil and Judd are yeah. right. And he is, just to be clear and transparent in this room, Kirk Cousins is worse without Stefan Diggs. Yes. He's worse so, without so is Gary offensive Kubiak. So is Gary Kubiak. Yeah. I mean, sorry. So um I don't know, man. This was I didn't I didn't think that that question. Boy, Matthew Collar and Myron Metcalf give, just gave us an hour. It's a on great that. question. But but the next question to you is what do you do about Dalvin Cook? Because I can see it's going down that path too. Yeah. And it's going to be, I think, more frustrating when that contract gets done because I feel like you are you are adding on to the pile of problems. Yeah. I mean, I probably I, I probably bring him back at this point. I I, I it's kind of like what I was saying on yesterday's show, which is you need good players. You need good players. And if you think especially if you're now aiming for 2021, think about it this way. If you're aiming for 2021-22, well, that's not that far away. You need good players, and so even if a couple of those players are making money disproportionate to what they probably should be. I know, but what's the shelf life there? Because he, he is a very good player, but he's already injury prone, and his his clock for his body is going as quickly as an athlete's clock possibly can yeah. at that position. It's true. I mean, so, I, I don't know what to tell you, I, I, but it is confusing. I will say this. As much as we're sitting here and we're kind of poking at the Vikings and wondering you know, what's happening, I do thank the Vikings and I thank the NFL because this week has been so much better than it could have been for oh, sports fans. Absolutely. Like, Could you imagine if the NFL... Cause, no. Because that, that was a discussion a week ago, which is, boy, is it a bad look to go through free agency? And I think now that we're to the end of this week and coronavirus continues to sweep the country and get worse and worse in terms of restrictions on where people can go... It's been so fun to have the NFL at full swing this week and the Vikings as one of the biggest move makers. And nobody was in jeopardy there. Like nobody's traveling. Yeah. It's not it's not as if it, it was this high risk. How could you how could you take these elite athletes and expose them? It was all done by what? FaceTime and conference calls and actually that type of thing. This is a discussion for sometime next week. Adam Schefter tweeted out today something that I hadn't thought about, but so Tua has been in a lot of credible mock drafts, Tua has been second to the Lions in one of them, and like a top, a consensus top five pick, right? Yep. With the asterisk that, yeah, well, like if his physical checks out, right? Well, teams aren't going to be able to actually sit down face to face, and like teams aren't going to be able to actually perform a physical on him before the draft. I'll take him. I would too. But is is there a chance that? These teams could get a little bit psyched out and be like, I don't know, that's, I don't know if it's okay. good. Like, that's he, where I swoop in. But what if that dude drops to like twelve and you're the Vikings? You have two first round picks and a bunch of thirds. Twelve, he gets out of the top five. I'm up after signing Kirk. Yeah, this is. But this is my point. Like, absolutely, leave yourself some options. And I know. they just guaranteed him sixty one million. If Tua gets to six or drops out of the top five, which I don't think he will, but let's just say he did. If he gets to six or beyond, and I'm the Vikings, I'm going up. I do too. But I also would not have signed. It, it makes I it know. harder to justify that if you just signed Kirk Cousins. But it actually makes 
it actually makes more sense in the sense he, he can sit for a year. I mean, yes, it does. Listen, I am. Reckless speculation. I'm not going to stop till I get him. That's all I got to say. Till you get Tua? Till I get Tua. <laughs> Drops out of the top five. I'm not going to stop till I get him. Judge is hiding in the bushes. Wherever the hell Where's the draft workout is going to be. Gonna be? What are they going to do for that? Stream it live on Facebook. I don't know. He could have a stand in. He should have like Russell Wilson stand in or something. They find a left. No, they got to find a southpaw, right? Uh, that's true. He's a left handed quarterback. You got to find a left handed quarterback. Other, oh, what? That guy looks a lot like Michael Vick in the workout. What? Michael Vick was left handed, wasn't he? Yeah, I think, yes, he, he was. Is that Boomer Esiason? <laughs> Reckless speculation. What's that, John? Matt Leinert's left handed. Yeah. Actually, Matt Leinert may have realized after his career that he was actually right handed. <laughs> That was his issue all along. Did yeah, he throw righty in college? And then he's like, I'm going to switch to left hand. Hey, that didn't work. <laughs> That's what it was. All right, when we come back, Friday fun day, pecking order when we come back here. And uh, and also, let's talk about what our plans are this weekend at some point. The fact that none of us can really go out and, and do anything fun this weekend. Can't go out to the bars, can't do anything. We'll keep phone lines open to 651-646-8255. Mackie and Jeb with Rami. Uh Powered in part by Federated Mutual Insurance Company, Federated is here to give business owners peace of mind. Uh, Federated was once again named a top 150 workplace by the Star Tribune, the second year in a row that they have received uh, such accolades. The Star Tribune also named Jeff Fetter's top CEO for large companies in Minnesota. Federated is just a great work environment. I've had a chance to go down there a few different times down in Owatonna, Minnesota, just outside the Twin Cities. And I've had a chance to meet decision makers and uh, on the ground workers, and it just it it is a very buttoned up in a good way and great culture and a great place to work. You can find out more at federatedinsurance.com, where you can also find out if you're a business owner all the benefits and all the different industries that Federated protects. If you partner with Federated, you get peace of mind as a business owner. Federatedinsurance.com. And remember, Federated, it's their business to protect yours. Minnesota sports fans, we know you're hunkering down, and we here at Score North are with you every step of the way through these unprecedented times. Got something to say, something to get off your chest? Leave us a mic drop message on the Score North app. You may even hear it played back on your favorite Score North show on AM 1500, scorenorth.com, or the free Score North app. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. Welcome back to the Mackie and Jeff with Rami show. We play NFL Films music for a lot of things because we just love it. We love we love baritone, we love trumpets, and we love Sam Spence from the 1970s. But that music, originally, when we first started doing these segments every week about five years ago on the old Mackie and Judd show, signified pecking orders. And pecking orders started, it was just the pigskin pecking order. We would just yes. do NFL power rankings oh. every week, and we would normally fight about the Cardinals and Seahawks. That was like four or five years ago. It was simple times. It was. Very simple times. Yeah, nobody was quarantined because of crazy viruses. I put the Seahawks eighth, you'd put them second, and we'd fight like cats and dogs. Yeah. 
And you thought that they were going to go back up to second. Eventually, they ordinarily did. And Subway was open. And then now they're not. Well, you could probably get it for delivery. Well, or you made me hungry for Subway. And they probably do some curbside at Subway. And we have some curbside news at some point we to gotta, get to here. Yeah, later I was going to say, okay? i got to get to this. But mm-hmm. we have expanded the pecking order brand over the past few years to be literal rankings of anything and everything. And so today, we're going to bring it back as part of Friday Fun Day. We're going to have pecking orders in the mix on a regular basis. Today's pecking order, in honor of Tom Brady, about to put on a super weird jersey, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 20 years in a Patriots uniform, and Tom Brady is going to wear a Buccaneers uniform. Let's rank, and I've got I've got 10. I got Sounds 10. like you've got 10. 10. The 10 guys who looked the most out of place in New Jersey's. Yes. And you went fully local on yours. I did indeed. Do you want me to start? So I went half local. Half so, local, so half maybe, national. Maybe I should start because okay. you'll definitely did have local go, ones that I don't have. Now, did, did you did you separate five and five local and national, or did you mix them it up been as far as six, how weird it looked? It might have been six and four, actually. But did you mix it up because of how weird it looked to you, or did you keep them all in uh, in one area? Like uh, all the locals in one area, all the nationals in one area. I have them all like in, in one area. Okay. I, this isn't even like a one through ten. It's just like here are ten of them. See, I, okay? just, I went with a ten, but yes, go ahead. All right, so here it is. And actually, you know what? I have a I have a tie. I, it's actually no. 11 because I, I had no, a tie. You can't do 11. Jonathan, he's cheating already. Wow. All right, honorable mention. I'll give you 10 and an honorable this mention. This is okay? an old Mackie and wow. Judd fight that, that we used to get in. You can't oh. do 11 if you yeah, tell you're Judd. Yeah, you're shoehorning. All right. You're shoehorning. I'll give you an honorable mention, then I'll give you my 10, point. okay? My honorable mention is, you guys remember when Wade Boggs was a Tampa Bay Devil Ray in the late 1990s? Yeah. Wade Boggs, legendary player. 3,000 set, right? And Home he, run. Yep. Tampa Bay Devil Rays in like 1997. That's my honorable mention. All right, all right. Here's my five guys. Wade loved chicken, as I remember. <laughs> Did he? Who doesn't? He loved chicken and he loved something else, and only one caused therapy. <laughs> I'm not kidding. He's a sex addict. Okay, I'll say it. He's a sex addict. Oh, I thought you were going to say that uh, salmonella caused this therapy. No, no. He had to go to therapy. He has this problem with sex. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. <laughs> All right, here's it's it's, it, it's six and four. Here are the six <laughs> the six non local guys who look the weirdest in other uniforms. Wayne Gretzky in a St. Louis Blues uniform. Okay, which a lot of people probably don't even remember. Right, he's that's when he got traded Kings by the Kings, Kings right? Yeah, Kings to the uh, Blues. I remember. But he was also he wore a Rangers jersey yep. too, didn't he? Finished with the Rangers. Okay, but he was traded, I think, in the midst of a playoff race to the Blues. Okay, finished out there and then went to the Rangers. Super. That's weird. a good one. No, that's a good one. That's. Ken Griffey Jr. in a White Sox uniform. Got that call today from somebody yeah. on Ventline. That's a great one. He was the starting center fielder for the White Sox in Game 163, 2008 against the Twins, and he made a big play throwing somebody out at home I, in that game. Yeah, Collision at the plate. When did he fall asleep on the White Sox bench? That was the sad story that was, came out. No, do you, do you I remember thought, that? I thought that was him falling asleep as a Mariner, because he, he went back to the Mariners. and wasn't Oh, he like, okay, you might be right. I yeah, think he, he went like, to the clubhouse. He'd go back to the clubhouse and sleep like, during games? Nap. Yeah. That's I mean, he was. was also like you blame him. The Mariners you know, were bad at the time. He's my age. I'm going to tell you right now. At the by 42, I was ready for a nap. You get a nap, yeah. Especially those I'm day ready games. For a nap now. I'm not saying you guys are boring. Been, I'm just saying I'm tired. Yeah, thanks a lot. Yeah, listen. If it's a day game, one o'clock start time. My nap time's at two o'clock, and I'm I old. That after I said you didn't realize you just got we just got ripped by our producer. <laughs> it's fine. No, that's not what I was. Saying. That's fine. Mentally checked out. I've been sleeping great of late. I'll tell you. Oh, that right I have now. not been sleeping. I have nothing to do but sleep now. Are you just thinking about coronavirus yeah, all night? Just anxiety all the time. 
I had one of those nights like three nights ago. We have a weighted blanket that actually helps. I recommend weighted blankets for mild anxiety. I I'll would take my kids' weighted blanket then. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> He's dad. Pat- Patrick, Sorry, kid. I need Patrick Ewing in a Sonics uniform. Yep. Collar brought oh. that up today on Score North Live, and that's a great one. He also wore a Magic uniform because he played for the Magic, too. Oh, that's, I forgot but about that. But the Sonics one is the weirdest because I think the Sonics was right after he played you know, Knicks. 15 years for the Knicks or whatever it was. Love it. Okay, this is an old school one. It's it's 25 years ago at the end of his career. Robert Parrish. You remember the jersey that Robert Parrish wore? There might have been multiple, but this one in particular from in the, the mid-1990s. So from the Celtics to... Um, no, I don't. The Charlotte Hornets. Oh, no. Robert Parrish apparently played there's for the lo- Charlotte Hornets. There's a lot of this type of stuff I have purged from my mind and don't so remember. And I don't know why. Jerry Rice in a Seahawks uniform That's is weird. great one, yep. And Dennis Rodman in a Mavericks uniform. In the late, like, 1999 or 2000 No memory whatsoever. Yeah. Jerry Rice went San Francisco years and years, right? Oakland, Denver, Seattle, is that right? I don't remember the order. I mean, I remember Oakland was after San Francisco, and then he did Seattle and Denver back-to-back, yeah. All right, so my four weirdest local ones, and you've got six. You you probably have all four of these, but you have six more. Adrian Peterson in a Saints uniform. Yep. So weird. Just lifetime Viking, remembered yep. as a Viking, broke single-game rushing record as a Viking, and then he's wearing not only a different uniform, but the uniform, Sean right, the uniform of the team that the Vikings had this bitter rivalry with yeah. because of Bounty Gate. Yep. John Randall in a Seahawks uniform. Yep. By the end of it, it, it was three years, so by the end of it, it wasn't quite as weird, but still, like, John Randall in a Seahawks uniform. With you. Chris Carter in a Dolphins uniform. Don't have that one on my list, but that was odd. That was just for a few games. Do you remember he was chunky, too? Yeah. He, well, it's because he had stopped playing. He was yeah. working in media. Yeah. And the Dolphins basically came and said, all right, we... Uh, he played here. They they played a game at the Dome. That's right. In fact, in fact, if you recall, game at the Dome, Dolphins-Vikings, a chunky Chris Carter as a Dolphin. <laughs> Tight end. And Gary Anderson attempted a field goal, and they showed Carter on the sideline saying he'll miss. Oh, really? Yes. And I think he made it. Wow. Of course, it wasn't the kick you wanted him to make, so it didn't really matter. No. Good for good for Gary Anderson. And then the weirdest one, he never actually played a regular season game with this team, but he went to spring training with this team and wore this uniform. Okay. Johan Santana in an Orioles uniform. Oh, poor Johan. In like 2013 or something. Is this when he wouldn't give it up? Yeah, he had multiple shoulder issues and was trying to make a comeback, but Johan Santana in an Orioles uniform. I don't so have that, that one. is my pecking order of That's strange a good one. uniforms. Guys who look most. So, what's out of your place. weirdest of all of all those? Of all those, what's your one that you still to this day can't get your head around? Lo- locally, I would say John Randall in a Seahawks uniform because he's such a Viking through and through, and yeah. lives in Minnesota now, and he's just he's purple. On the national scale, honestly, Patrick Ewing looks so weird in a Sonics uniform, and he's just like he. Patrick Ewing represents basically all of Knicks basketball histor- historically. Yeah, I know he never won a title, but like when you think Knicks basketball, the first person you think of maybe Pat Riley for a couple years. But, but those Knicks, yeah, Patrick Georgetown Ewing. to the Knicks. Yep. So that's my list. So I, I've got ten here, and like you, we purposely left Favre off because Favre in, in purple was so jarring that that would be number one. I think pretty much sports fans across. Everybody's list, potentially in the country, because that was so weird to see. Number 10, I'm with you. Adrian Peterson as a Saint. Comes back here. It's opening night. He's been a lifetime Viking. You know, seeing him subsequently in a Cardinals or Washington jersey, not that weird now, but just seeing him in that, was that a Monday night game? It was a primetime game. 
He's yelling at Sean Payton, yeah. pulling the same old Peterson stuff, but in Saints garb. And as you said, too, of course, he played that key role, not in a good way necessarily, in the 2009 NFC title game. Adrian Peterson's on number 10. Number 9, I'm with you as well. John Randall as a Seahawk. And he was still pretty productive. The first year yeah. that he went there, he, he wasn't was still, that old. He, he was pretty productive. I think his. I think he was like between the ages of thirty-two and thirty-five. Or I mean, he wasn't. He wasn't ancient. Or but I mean, he was still. He still was. Was Randall? He still had the motor, and it was just weird to see. Number eight is where I've got some different ones from you. Randall McDaniel as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Oh, that's right. You know, Randall McDaniel, Hall of Fame player. He was still productive. He left here and went and played in Tampa Bay. I think for Tony. And it was just so weird to see him at that time, if I'm not mistaken, in the NFC Central still. So he's in the division. I think you're playing him twice a year at that point in time. Still a really good player. Just didn't make sense. Yeah. It, it didn't It didn't uh, mentally click again. Him and Mike Allstott with the same uh, giant Mike shoulder Allstott. pads. Mike Allstott was a Viking killer. He was a pain in the butt. Number seven, um, former twin, but before your time by just a bit. But he forced his way out shortly after he was World Series MVP in 87. Frankie Viola as a Met. Okay. Frankie Viola as a Met. It was a pretty quick divorce from the Twins. I think they opened the 88th season with him in a contract dispute with the team. Uh, It didn't end well. And, of course, he had been such a great pitcher for the Twins. Uh, Number six on my list, I'm picking the only hockey player I've got. And it's not a wild player. I don't think any wild player... It's 20 years now, Phil. I don't think any player has left here and looked really odd. Gabrick as a Ranger didn't look weird. Andrew Burnett as a Blackhawk, maybe a little bit, but not really. I don't think there's been any wild player who you're like, oh, I can't believe that. There's some North Stars, though. But this one is Bobby Smith as a Montreal Canadian. Wow. Bobby Smith, the if I believe, number one pick overall by Nanny and the North Stars in 78, helped the team get to a Stanley Cup final in 81. A marvelous player. Since that's your last hockey one, and I won't be spoiling, can I throw this one out? I only know this one because of video games. Dino Cicerelli in a Tampa Bay Lightning uniform in the late 1990s. Or Washington, where he got traded to. Yeah, that's a good one. I feel like I, I sort yeah, of... Yeah, in Tampa Bay Lightning, the old Lightning jersey. You know, I, I, I grew up playing NHL 94 and 95, so I actually think of Dino Cicerelli just as much as of a Red Wing yep. than I do or, as, a North, as Star. a North Star. Number five, this might be too low, and to be clear, I mixed mine between guys I've covered professionally and guys... I saw as a kid, and I'm probably more thrown off by the guys that I'm going to name or that I'm naming as a kid, because as a kid, it doesn't make sense. As a professional, you're like, yeah, that's sort of weird. Mm-hmm. Now, the Favre one is the weird one, because that was weird on on every level to see Brett Favre go from the Packers and eventually to the Vikings. But uh, number five, Randy Moss is a Raider. Yeah, that was strange. Like, Randy I Moss, think it's, uh, the it reason, didn't jar me, but it's sort of weird. The reason that, at the time, it was super weird and the reason I didn't put him on my list is because he played. He wound up being in so many uniforms. Like he was in a Titans uniform at, at one end. point. Yeah, very. So end. you know when guys wear nineteen different uniforms like that, and he bounced around to different. Like he wore a Niners uniform. Oh, and, that was the end. I'm sorry. Yeah, he went to Tennessee, and then he went to uh, San Francisco. Yeah, but still, with him being traded to Oakland, and he'd been here from '98 to what 2004, and he'd been such a dominant player, and it was that immediate change, much like Peterson. Because by now, Peterson in a Washington jersey looks totally normal. But to see him as a Saint was weird. To see Moss come back here, and I believe he played one game here at the Metrodome as a Raider, was really weird. Number four, 
A guy who joins us weekly, but a guy that I grew up thinking was a great player, an all-star in 1979, and he went from uh, the Twins jersey to the pinstripes of the New York Yankees, our guy Roy Smalley. Okay. Roy Smalley was a very good Twins player, good shortstop, and to see him, and plus, there's something jarring about seeing a longtime guy from your baseball team in Yankee pinstripes. Yeah, I remember feeling that same way about Greg Gagne when he went to the Dodgers. There you go. It's like, what? Yeah. Huh? Number three, the only Timberwolf on my list, and again, this is a this I guess speaks volumes to how little impact this franchise has had through its history now. But KG as a Celtic, like the first time you saw him in the Celtic jersey, yeah, it's sort of like this is sort of weird. It, uh, I didn't put him on my list just because he won a championship with them, and it, it looked really weird at first. But again, like you grew to get used to it because he's remembered nationally just as much as a Celtic as he is as a Timberwolf. That's the crazy thing. I think thing. the Nets jersey looks more weird than the Celtics. That's a good one, one too. Yeah. Would you guys, I mean, if you if we zoom out from, like, we view KG as on the Mount Rushmore of Minnesota athletes, right? Yeah. But nationally, I think he. I think it's 50-50. I think he's, if not more, associated with the Boston Celtics. Because so yeah, it's weird. They won a championship, so, yeah. yeah. But the sad thing is, He's the only Wolves player on my list. I can't think of another guy who's left here who I've thought, that looks really weird. Marbury as a, a net, nah, right? He plays but for that so didn't look teams. weird, and he, had, no. and he forced his way out, and by the end you couldn't really stand him? I mean, there's got to be some longevity and some... Right. In order for it to be weird, you have to have ingrained that player in that uniform right. for multiple years. And how many Timberwolves players have you even ingrained in the uniform? Not like many. No. Even even Kevin Love going to the Cavs was like, ah, that doesn't look super weird. No. <laughs> you know? So that's three. Two, Rod Carew as a California Angel, which grew to be the norm, but he was traded after the 79 season. And I remember my parents took me to opening day at Met Stadium in 79, and he came back as an Angel, and you're like looking at him in that jersey, and you're like, what? Yeah. This is Rod Carew, one of the Twins greats of all time. Hall of Fame Twins player. Looked weird. And number one, way before both your guys' time, but it was really weird. And this is partially because this is from an era when guys spent their career with one team lots of times. Alan Page as a Chicago Bear. Waved by Bud Grant, unceremoniously sort of just dumped, for lack of a better term, Still, and I remember this vividly, he still had about three years left, and I swear to goodness, he ate the Vikings lunch up every time they played after that. But this was a time where free agency was still years and years from starting, and guys like Page easily, because they were so dominant, played their entire career in one place. They didn't leave, and he not only was forced to leave, he went and was claimed off waivers, if I am uh, right about this, by a division rival, the Chicago Bears, Alan Page is number one on my list. That's a great list. That's a great list. A couple honorable mentions, just thinking of local people. Well, Jared Allen in a Bears uniform. When you said Alan Page, Jared Allen in a Bears uniform. Super weird. And I was just thinking through the prism of if you're a Packers fan and you're going through this exercise, wouldn't your entire list be Packers players who wore Vikings uniforms? Brett Favre, Ryan Longwell, Darren Sharper. Robert Ferguson. Yeah. Javon Walker for like three seconds. That's right. Javon Walker. So uh, You're right. So tweet at us at Phil Mackey at Jay Zolgat at Rami is tweeting. Who are the guys that look most out of place in New Jersey's new threads? And uh, we'll uh, we'll catch you on Twitter there. So coronavirus news that came out a couple hours ago, and I got to be honest, 
I think this is going to be a needle mover for me. It's going to get me out of my place. Governor Tim Walls is considering allowing businesses to include alcohol to be served with takeout and curbside food orders. Okay, how's your this, thoughts? How question? How does it work? That's a great question. Like is the, this poli- a mug? The, the police are probably wondering the same thing. <laughs> is this in a mug to put in the cup holder right by you? If it has a straw in it, technically, isn't it an open container? It can't yes. have a straw, so it would just have to have a top on it, right? If we so ha- they have to give you like the bottle or the can. I don't know. If we yeah, have, if you want been, to order a couple of white claws, can they just give you a couple of cans of white claw? I was going to say, if we potentially have an officer of the court who likes to uh, tune into our show, 651-646-8255, I, I'm dead serious. I'd like to know. Like, can you put what this is in an open? Con- what is an yeah. open container? So if I, and can I have a, so like, could it be a, a can or a bottle of beer that I then have to put in a bag? I'm curious what the parameters would be because obviously we're talking about a very temporary solution. And see, here. I would be less interested in the can. Like you can go buy cans of beer. You can go to the liquor store and stuff. I want like a Manhattan. Can you pour me? Can you pour me an old fashioned? <laughs> well, then it's got to be in a cup. Yeah, this is all. What if we're getting to a point in society where coronavirus is so much worse than drunk driving that we're just like whatever people. There's not enough people on the roads. Just I mean, I was we, driving we home. It is super point. eerie on the roads, by the way. Oh, most definitely. I was driving home, was this last night or two nights ago, and I was going about 65 or so down 94, going back to St. Louis Park, and I looked in my rearview mirror, and sure enough, state trooper, and I thought to myself, I don't care. <laughs> like, are you going to pull me over? Really? He doesn't want to interact with you. Exactly. No, that was my first thought. He doesn't want to stand. Ordinarily, ordinarily, like, let's say it's a normal Wednesday, right? I'm driving home. I see that. I gotta admit, the heart starts to race a little bit. You're like, I was doing 64, 65, probably not gonna get pulled over, but I can't guarantee it. And you know, you start to get, you slow down and sort oh, yeah. of drive weird. What do you mean you drive weird? That's wait, why they pull you, you slow, over. Wait, are you, you, sl- <laughs> you slow down and sometimes you get nervous and you sort of like pull <laughs> no, the car. What? No, I'm serious. Are you saying that when a cop comes up behind you, that your tactic is to slow down and drive oddly? I'm saying if drive you're going weird. No, I'm not. Don't do it on purpose. Stick out. I'm this will throw him up. This will make him think that I'm he wants saying, nothing to do with me. I'm saying if you're going 66, you slow down for sure. It's veering all over the and road. And then sometimes you like might make it. You might like overcorrect a little bit. You're like, am I right in the lane? So did you continue to go? 65 miles an hour with this I slowed down trooper. a little bit but I didn't care I was like he's not going to pull me over yeah but he has less to do now than ever before I know but if I'm sick you don't want any part of that if you cough a couple times when he comes up to your window and then you hand the, honestly like here's what you do this is the easiest way to get out of a speeding ticket now right <laughs> officer comes in the coronavirus roll solution. down your window sir license and registration before you go to reach for your license and registration a couple big coughs into your hand. So you don't do the sleeve, you do no, the no, hand. you do the hand, and then so you like, grab Whoa, the license. Oh, don't want any piece of that. Zero chance he gives you a ticket. Can someone try this and call us? 651-646-8255. The cop's like, uh, no, have a nice day. I'm going back to my car. I'm going back to my car. No wants warrants for you. Amazing. Anyway, this... Don't open container that. thing has me a little bit baffled because I'm curious. Well, when, how I don't it think they give you an open container. Like they'd probably just put a top on it somehow. But <laughs> do these places all have to go cups? It's That's a what, sippy cup, actually, is what they give you. It's just like a sippy some sippy. plastic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, cute little Phil. Cute little Phil. Here's your alcoholic <laughs> drink. Serious, and here, come on. Amazing. Love a sippy uh, cup for a kid. When, <laughs> when we come back, our guy just Kevin like Doran from Five Eyewitness News is going to join us via phone to recap the important things that Governor Tim Wall said today. Uh, about Minnesota and coronavirus and what we can expect here 
in the foreseeable future. Mackie and Jeb with Rami, and we'll wrap with Royce as well, get his thoughts on life. Mackie and Jeb with Rami from, uh, oh, is it? Okay, hold on. Yeah. Let's keep right here for a second. I love I love how, of course, Chris Reavers would know answers to these things. No, warm line. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Wrong, wrong number, or wrong line. <laughs> My bad. All right, Chris Reavers. So I agree with Judd's theory on how you got to drive weird when you got a, a trooper behind you, but I like to uh, think of it this way, Judd. Don't spill your open container when it's in your console, so that way you can cup and cough directly over it so they can't see the open container, if that's more of your thinking. Oh, no, I wasn't combining alcohol with that. I just get a little bit nervous when the cop's behind me, and sometimes I swerve a little bit. Why are you swerving at 6.15 on 94? (laughs) Because I'm nervous. Because I'm thrown off by seeing the cop in my rearview mirror. That's the whole point. It's not like I'm veering over lane to lane. I might just overcorrect a little bit. Well, and you know, you and I did work with a guy that got dropped off on 94, so I guess I realize why you might have been a little bit nervous. He ran across 94. That's true. My apologies. I had to go get him at the old Arby's, which I miss to this day. I miss that Arby's. Judd, hashtag never change. I love you. See you, Reavers. Be safe. All right, that's, uh, that's Chris Reavers from the Garage Logic podcast and from the beer show. What's this call here? It's John. John from All right. Man. All right, let's do it. He wants to be a guinea pig. Oh, we got it. Honestly, uh, John, okay. <laughs> John, you got 60 seconds, man, because we have to hit a break here. All right, here's the deal. I'm I'm listening to you guys talk about, you know, the trying the, the cough tactics. So I, I got this cross-country road trip here in my future starting tomorrow. I'm just going to blast it at 100, wait for them to pull me over, I'll, I'm going to try every single state from here to Minnesota, and we'll see what happens. <laughs> I, will, I, will, I will keep you posted as we go along. New Jersey, no <laughs> ticket. Pennsylvania, too long. you got to get video. Cities. Get tweet, video. Tweet. Tweet it out. All right, yeah, we'll, we'll get the fiancé on the video cam. <laughs> she does good work. Thank you. All right. Thanks, John. That's, see uh, you, John. John. Be John safe on your travels. John, John, formerly John of Manhattan. John is it's coming back moving for a while. from Manhattan. going to come hang out with us here in the Twin Cities. All right, when we come back, we will we will do a, a brief download when we come back of all the things that we need to know as Minnesotans when we talk to Kevin Doran next from 5 at Witness News. And we'll wrap with Royce. Mackie and Jeb with Rami, Score North, and the Score North app. And these are definitely crazy uncertain times in America and in the state of Minnesota and uncertain times with the stock market. It's more important than ever right now to have a reliable, steady hand navigating your retirement and investment accounts. If you're not quite sure how to react, what to do, Dale Tondrick is here to help you. Dale Tondrick's Tondrick Wealth Management will help set up a plan to make sure that you are on the right track financially, just to make sure that you are weathering the storm in the right way. You can get a hold of Dale by calling his office, 952-401-1671, 952-401-1671. Dale's life's work is literally thinking about this stuff on a daily basis and helping people save and stockpile money for the long run. He's a trusted source of information to help you on your path to navigate not only retirement, but just to navigate these uncertain times in the present. Again, 952-401-1671 or go to myinvestingcoach.com. Jonathan here with the Score North download. I want to use this download to let you know of something cool we're doing here at Score North. We want to hear from and honor high school seniors who had their careers cut short due to the coronavirus outbreak. 
Send us a video to at score north at SKOR North using the hashtag Minnesota Senior Night on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, or Facebook. Tell us your name, what sport you play, what school you play for, and what you'll miss the most. Follow us at score north again at SKOR North on social media as we share your stories. That's been your score north download. Now back to Mackie and Jodith Rami. You know, we're talking about what well, we got to work from home or we got to do this. You know, our coaches are working their tail ends off, but they also get to work their tail ends off from home. How often do we get a chance to rally around our families, be around our families in these certain times, and really just be there for each other and not have an end date of when that's going to happen? Uh, these are times we should value. Uh, we shouldn't be looking at this as a time of disrupting our day-to-day activity. Uh, yes, they're bringing very hard and challenging times, but look at it from a perspective of what really matters, your family, our people, humans, the relationships we have. Value those. That was a clip from PJ Flex sit down, well, sit down via Skype with uh, Joe Schmidt, our friend from downstairs here at Channel 5. You can find that full interview at ksgp.com. And we're happy to be joined now before we wrap with Roycey in about 10 minutes from now. Kevin Doran is an anchor and reporter, does a wonderful job on 5 Eyewitness News. And uh, Kevin, I know that you and your colleagues at Channel 5 have just been all over coronavirus and uh, and keeping Minnesotans up to speed on information that they need to know. Governor Tim Walls spoke at length today with his team around 2 o'clock. So can you just sum up for the audience, what are the main things that Minnesotans should know right now at 5.36 p.m.? And this could change in an hour for all we know, but right now going into their weekend, Kevin. Uh, Guys, first of all, I want you to know uh, how uh, nice it is to be with you and how important what you guys do right now is. Um, There's so much news uh, that just bums us out. Uh, I listen to you guys every day. Thank goodness for NFL free agents. Oh, my God, man. <laughs> thank, we said the same thing. <laughs> thank goodness uh, for you guys just entertaining us and providing us with information. Uh, so we all play a role here. So uh, I, here's, the, here's the very latest. Today, the state of Illinois declared uh, a mandatory self-quarantine. In other words, stay in your home. They joined uh, California and New York. Today, Governor Wall said we're not there yet in Minnesota. And the reason is, is because they're watching closely where these cases are popping up, and they just feel we're not there yet. So life will go on. However, you heard P.J. Fleck talking. Um, We all play a role in stopping the spread here, social distancing. We joke about it. If you notice on our news sets, we're not close to each other. We've spread out in the newsroom to stay away from each other. I hope you guys are doing the same thing in your studios or from home. Um, Social distancing will stop the spread. We're not afraid of the virus. The virus will make people sick, but the great majority of us will come out of it, the elderly at risk, people with weakened immune systems. But what they're worried about is overloading our health care system, our infrastructure. We don't want to happen what's happening in Italy right now. We're literally... The infrastructure of the company's country is crumbling because they don't have hospital beds. They can't care for emergencies like people with heart attacks, cancer patients, diabetics. And so he really pushed that no shelter-in-place order yet. That could change next week. Governor Wall said he didn't think he'd be closing Minnesota schools a week ago either. This is an hour-by-hour, day-by-day thing. 
So we just can't stress how important this social distancing is. And, Kevin, life goes on, but common sense says stay home, correct? I I mean, if you have to go out and get something right now, I completely get that if it's a necessity. But the common sense factor here, and I think where the governor is probably trusting the people of this state, is the fact that if you ordinarily are going to go out for X, Y, and Z, now is the time to say, I'm not going to do that, I'm, I'm staying home. And that is exactly the advice. Even if you're not sick, stay home with your family. Um, and, you know, last week after I watched uh, three Big East championships from the 90s, we just turned the TV off, you yeah. know. And and <laughs> my kids are uh, are 23 and 21, and the girls, we played games, and we had meals, and we talked. It's an, As P.J. Fleck mentioned, and I hope you do watch that, I just found it so inspiring, P.J. being P.J., he said, Get, you know, take pride in your being with your family, and you're doing the right thing. Now, here's what they say if you are sick today. Stay home because it'll help slow the spread, and also when to seek medical care. If you develop a fever and have some respiratory problems, try treating it yourself at home. It's the same thing we'd get when we would get a flu virus or something. I mean, treat it similarly. But when do you call the doctor? If you have some serious breathing problems, call your doctor first. Do not just show up. They want to walk you through this over the phone. And so that's very important. A couple of other important notes I want to make real quick. There have been zero deaths in Minnesota, which is great news. The number of cases rises each day, but there have been zero deaths. The governor signed an executive order today to prohibit price gouging. Now, have you seen any of the, He used an example of somebody charging 60 bucks for a bottle of hand sanitizer. Yeah, I'll be honest, Kevin. I actually spent $35 on three small bottles of hand sanitizer a yeah. week ago on Amazon because... I'm charging 20 so that's it for I, me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Minnesota is one of the few states that does not have a law against price gouging. So we signed this executive order. The Attorney General's office, Keith Ellison, says they're looking for it and they can take action. And they'd like to hear from you. If you go to the Attorney General's website, then you can, you can report these things. Um, also, I'd just like to put a, p- a pitch in for the KSCP.com website. We've got a special dedicated page to COVID-19 that answers a lot of questions, and there's a lot of contact information for people you can reach out to if you do have a problem. By the way, the federal government pushed back the tax filing deadline to July 15th. That hasn't happened in Minnesota yet because... In, in states, it requires action by the legislature. Governor Wall says it will happen. It's just going to require action by the legislature. But, you know, no elective surgeries they're recommending to push those back. I, got, I had an appointment coming up with a doctor, which was just a follow-up. I got a call from the office today. It says, you keep the appointment time, but he's just going to call you on your phone and ask you questions. And I think that's what we're going to see a lot more of that kind of thing. Have we, we heard is the... Deadline for the real ID going to be pushed back, too, because that clearly has been pushed back, I think, at this point, about three or four times. And I got to think that with this outbreak, that could be, for this state at least, in the works again, for that to go back from, I think it was November or something. Nothing official yet. However, DMV offices are closing. So how can you expect people to meet that deadline? I would be surprised if that deadline was not extended. Yeah. 
You know, I would uh, I, I would just say this, and this is not political commentary by any means. Uh, I guess I mean, I guess maybe it is, but I think Governor Tim Walls, from just a leadership perspective and a communication perspective, it does, has done a wonderful job this week. I feel like the fact that he's doing daily updates and the fact that he is informational and he's he's putting on a strong front and he's empowering. I just I think he's doing a great job as a leader. And it feels like Minnesota is maybe ahead of a lot of other states in terms of their preparedness for coronavirus, Kevin. You know, the governor said he wants – we don't expect anything from him over the weekend, but, again, that could change in an hour. He'd like to keep this 2 o'clock time that he talks because, it, you know, for those who are older, they might remember FDR's fireside chats. Yeah. I do not, but, I mean – but it's kind of one of those things where, okay, the governor's going to talk at 2 o'clock. Here's the very latest on what's happening. And um, he says Minnesota's health care system is ahead of this. But still, the reality is, even in Minnesota, we do not have enough beds if, if everybody got so sick they had to be hospitalized. You know, they're, they're converting Bethesda. Alina is converting Bethesda Hospital in downtown St. Paul to a COVID-19-only hospital. Wow. Not needed yet, but so that's the kind of proactive thinking that's going on. And it's not just our state government, it's our corporations. Uh, the governor's been talking with CEOs. Uh, 3M is working overtime to produce these N95 masks that you hear about all the shortages and talk about price gouging there, man. Try and find those online, you know. And, and he said he talked to the CEO of Barnes and Noble today. And, and business has actually increased at Barnes and Noble. People are buying books, and especially educational books, because kids aren't home. So people are taking the responsibility of keeping their kids, you know, giving them something to do and still keeping them learning. One other thing, he said he wants to activate the National Guard. And, you know, while that may freak some people out, um, some of it would be for work in prisons, helping feeding and things like that. It hasn't happened yet, but he's filed a request from the federal government that the feds would pick up the cost of this. It would not be Minnesota taxpayers. This is the same kind of thing that happens like when our, when our Minnesota National Guard uh, members are, are, are deployed overseas. The feds pick up most of the cost of that. Um, 38 YMPAs in the Twin Cities are going to be open starting Monday for child care for kids K through 6, which is wonderful. And the state's going to help with those kinds of things. So it's really a time, you know, where everybody has a role to play, and that's the social distancing, to be responsible, check on your neighbors, you know, your friends, your parents. And one thing, you know, have you guys seen these pictures of spring breakers down in oh Florida? Oh, my gosh. The just filed up. You know, Ridiculous. I think there's a sense of invincibility because young people – know that they're not in that age where it's life-threatening. But, you know, just think about it. You're going to bring that home. You could make your mom and dad sick or kill your grandparents, you know, who don't have these strong immune systems. And, by the way, of the people sick in the state of Minnesota, they are ages 17 to 94 years old. So there's quite a range, but again, zero deaths in Minnesota. Yeah. That's, that's great news so far. That is Kevin Doran from 5 Eyewitness News. Amazing insight. We appreciate you coming on, and uh, we'll do it again next week at least at least once or twice, and maybe even more just depending on 
how much news there is. So, Kevin, thank you so Call much. Anytime. We'll talk thanks soon. For letting me, let, thanks for letting me check that sports talk show uh, thing off my bucket list, too. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, we're going gonna to expect some reckless speculation from you on the Vikings or something. We'll talk about the Vikings week. next time, oh, Kevin. Okay. Thank you. Okay, I'll, re- I'll do reckless speculation on the Vikings and Gophers, but never about the news. We take that very seriously. Sure. Guys. Keep Sounds up the good, good work. All right, thanks. see you, Kevin. <laughs> reckless speculation. All right, let's get Pat in here. We wrap with Royce. Uh, this is day five of the, the Royce quarantine. Did the guy just tell us to go visit our neighbors? I thought we were supposed to stay home. No, I think he said check, 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 check in on your neighbors. Call check in on your neighbors. Well, what are we supposed to do? Peek through the window? I don't know. Okay. Cops aren't going to bust you for I mean, you could, you could you know, pick up the phone and see how your neighbors are doing. I can look into my the den across the uh, way of my uh, the house back over the fence. To see, I always look over there to see what my buddy Perry's watching on TV. He has to be <laughs> killing himself because there wasn't a sporting event he didn't watch. I was just like it. You know, I used him as my judge on whether people cared more about the wild or the wolves when they were playing each other. That's yeah, how you okay, did it, huh? Yeah, okay, Jay. Okay, James I Stewart. Let's I look and see what he was yeah, watching. Get those binoculars uh, out. Yeah. You looking for Grace yeah, Kelly or what, what are you doing? So they're going to, don't tell me about that. <laughs> hey, top three all time. Yep. Her, Natalie Wood, and you have to let me wait for the third. I'll have to wait. It was three. Anyway. Uh, Natalie Wood, yeah. The deal is, what what's different if he tells us whatever we call, what, are, what when they make it stay home, what do they call that? Shelter in place. No, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shelter in place. Yeah, yeah but you can still go to the takeout restaurant. Yeah. The, uh, the rest the grocery store. Yep. Uh, so you can still do everything you were doing. You just. You were just now calling it well, shelter. Well, I mean, place, J- right? Judd and I have had many conversations this week that this world for Judd, with the exception of potentially contracting a deadly die, virus, yeah, or me. if you don't contract the deadly virus, this world is much better for Judd Zolgad to operate in. I've been in sweatpants. There's no traffic. Mm-hmm. I don't have to talk to people. And, and they're about to allow you to get an alcoholic beverage at the curbside and put it in your car and drive home. But now, here's the deal. Can they? Besides uh, that, yeah. can you walk your can you walk your dog, or you got to let him crap in the house? Nope. They encourage you to walk your dog. Yeah, just don't do it around ten thousand other people like yep. these idiots on the oh, beach. Okay, all right, all right. So we have it. That's all gone. Spring break's over. And, or, or it is now. They just they're now? emptying out the Miami hotel rooms, according to a story we just saw during the break. <laughs> they're literally so like they knocking on doors. Going. They were still going hard down there. Were yeah. they? the students? Yeah, yeah. Tampa, same thing. Yes. I'll tell you the place that's going nuts is Michigan. But they had their first case like four days ago, and they got 500 of them now or something. I don't know what's going on here. Probably the testing just picked up. Yeah, they probably have they more They probably cases. were doing testing. It's like Alabama didn't have a case until like three days ago or something. It's like, no. Mm-hmm. No, you had cases. Well, I went on an Easter. I went on an Easter egg hunt just because a family member wanted a thermometer. I tweeted about this. You can't believe the amount of crap. I threw away, looking through old containers and stuff. We've been in this house for 30 years. I didn't find a thermometer, but I basically filled up a garbage can with stuff that was 15, 20 years old. If you got a tube of toothpaste with the top off that's been there for 15 years, you should probably throw it away, don't you think? No, no, no. Is the toothpaste hard as can be by that point? I think you, could, yeah, you could throw it at 
you could throw it in an intruder, I think, and uh, <laughs> probably knock him. Hey, what's the what's the oldest medication you had in there? Did you have any Advil from oh, the seventies? Oh God! Oh God! Yeah, 70s. there was some stuff, but uh, you know, there was some stuff that not seventies. We moved in here in eighty eight, so okay. Uh, but there there had to be some stuff that uh, was there twenty five years. Yeah, it was just congealed, you know, that was supposed to be liquid. It was it was unbelievable. It was it was great. I didn't even tell. I didn't ask. I just threw. You know, because if I would have, I would have hated to have to get in the discussion for everything. Pat, what is the closest <laughs> thing you've 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 been on Earth longer than Judd and I have? What is the what's the closest thing, and maybe there isn't one, to what we've all experienced this week and what we may experience going forward? Hey, there's nothing. Well, I suppose it would, you'd have to be as old as Sid and remember the Depression, right? I mean, yeah. you weren't dying, but. People had, you know, were eating dirt and stuff. They, uh, I mean, they they had zero money and they were standing in the line for, you know, an, uh, two days to get a loaf of bread or a piece of bread or something. I suppose the the, the closest thing to this would have to be the depression. Nothing certainly since uh, since I've been alive in nineteen. I mean, the the big war was over by nineteen forty five. So right, uh, and and I probably wouldn't have remembered at age one anyway. So. So, but, uh, yeah, nothing. I mean, there's nothing to compare with this. It's a dangerous thing. It's, it's, what, when we come out the other end of this, uh, you know, how are you going to pay, uh, how are you going to pay a baseball team 140 million prorated? You know, I mean, how, what, what do, our, <laughs> yeah. do we think, yeah. do, do we, do we think people with no jobs are going to go to the ballpark? You know, and 20, with 20%. Unemployment, that's got to be 20%. That's got to be 15, 20% decline in attendance at all sporting events, doesn't it? You think so? And, and Pat, salary caps, too. What What are leagues going Because they, they attempted to set their cap. They're going to have to adjust them now. Yes, and you've already screwed the players once. You think they're going to let you do it to you again? Yeah, but I mean, um, hockey know, and basketball are going to be because I I don't think I don't think there's any way that those two sports at the rate we're going right now are going to be able to finish their 2019-20 seasons. Oh, and when you come out the other end, he's going to people aren't going to people are going to be paranoid for months yep. after the thing's over. Over. I mean, it's 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 yep. all. We're not going to live our normal lives. We're still not going to be able to get a roll of toilet paper. You know, a month after this, months after they go, go declare it all clear, they're still going to hoarders. They're still going to be out there. So now you, you probably have yeah. Judd probably has some lineup cards from like the 2012 Twins saved up. If you really are hard pressed for a toilet paper, no. Hey, we're, we're, getting, we're getting the wild. We're getting the wild and the Twins both on FSN now classics, and I'm predicting a fine record. <laughs> I'm predicting that. I'm predicting very few twelve to two. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, how, how, legitimate question: How many Twins classics in the last fifteen years can you show besides Game One Sixty Three that result in a win? I was going to ask about the Wild. Well, the Wild have a few from like '03. They've got the Nino Niederreiter game, right? There's probably four mm-hmm. or five. FSN does not have the rights to those I, playoff games, though. Some of them. Interesting. Yeah, I have never seen a, an FSN Twins game because sometime it'll say where it was. So I'll look it up to see what the score was. They've never lost one. Never lost one on the replays. So, you know the game uh, I I want for, from the Twins guys. I want the 2011 uh, season finale when they avoided the 100 loss mark and celebrated on the field like they just won a division. Yes. That's the that's a classic. <laughs> I Trevor, want. Trevor Plouffe. How yep. about 
How about the three-game series against Houston two years ago where they gave up 40-some runs? We can see if we can, <laughs> the we trash can detect cans. whether they were they – were, we could detect whether they were cheating when they were hitting uh, off uh, off Chris Jimenez. Him and all right, here's so, your weekend homework assignment. Love put, it. Put together a list of classics, and we'll do it on Monday. All right, Pat, we got to go. See you, Royce. Enjoy yeah. movies or something. Uh, that is <laughs> rapid with Royce here on Mackie and Jump with Rami. Thanks for listening. We appreciate uh, the ability to continue to entertain you, and we'll see you guys on Monday, Judd. Now it's time to talk to Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold, where you always get straight talk, not sugar-coated advice. You can get that straight talk by calling Josh direct. His number, 952-925-5608, or you can listen to Josh right now with the Market Minute. Good afternoon, Josh. Good afternoon, Judd. Another almost depressing day in the in the stock market after the stock market opened up plus 300 the dow reversed as the day went on today was a uh, quadruple witching at, witching day as all options came due at once and uh, and the market continued to sell off during the end of the end of the day and sell, sold off rapidly as options, uh, the option action overtook uh, stock action, plus uh, the fear of what might transpire over the weekend took took a hold as well. Um, so major major companies, including my favorite Apple, sold sold off. Microsoft sold off. Google sold off pretty strongly. And Amazon did as well, though Amazon uh, came back from its its low. These four stocks, the mega mega stocks, uh, uh, Microsoft, Apple, Google, Amazon, uh, as we have stated uh, before, are the four largest by market capitaliz- capitalization in the S and P index as well as the Nasdaq index. So if you are an index owner, you own a lot of these stocks. In addition, you own a lot of a lot of financial stocks which have been devastated in this market market sell off and could could make it very difficult for index owners to uh, outperform so to speak, uh, going out of this, um, we'll call it a bear bear market uh, that we are currently in, and we will come out of this bear market, whether it's in the next three months, six months, or slightly longer, but we will come out of this. The big issue is what types of companies you own coming out of this and it would be companies that have very strong financial, strong sales, and the the ability to withstand uh, this uh, tremendous, um, we'll say, selling. And those those happen to be the the mega stocks that we've described that are currently hurt. Additionally, there are plenty of other uh, bargains that do offer some opportunity going forward, plus some yield. Uh, we've looked at uh, real estate-related companies that are definitely on sale, and there are only a few times 
um, that you can get these sale prices on liquid real estate plus getting some pretty good income. Companies like uh, Prologis, which have sold off, definitely need uh, storage, and that storage uh, need for storage is only going to uh, continue to increase. Public storage would probably fit in the same same area. Another area that I happen to find very interesting uh, happen to be the gaming REITs, which have come down. Uh, they offer very good yields, and I don't think uh, Las Vegas is going to be closed for a very long time. And these offer some very interesting uh, value as as well. Other places um, to look would be uh, China-related businesses, as China uh, has has reported uh, no new cases, and based on reports coming from both Tim Cook of Apple and uh, Mr. Johnson, the uh, CEO of Starbucks. Uh, Ten seconds, Josh. China China is is coming back, so there's another opportun- place for some opportunity in these perilous times. Continue to pair for some volatility, and we'll talk next week. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup, so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Bakers, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone.